Yo, what's good? Episode 167, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. First time listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. If you tune in weekly, salute. And it's just an episode. We saw some topics you may want to hear about. Salute to you as well. Like, share, subscribe, retweet. Whatever you do to help support the podcast, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Everybody listen on different streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor App, YouTube viewers, what it do. Make sure y'all comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, leave reviews. All in all, hope everybody had a great week, great weekend. I don't know about everybody else. My past few, shit, three weeks, going on a month, been a lot, a lot to get accomplished, but I've been getting it all done. You know, slow motion better than no motion, as they say. But, uh, yeah, I still got another week to go, man. Quick reminder, I know a lot of people thought last week was the first episode and all that, but that's not the case. Got a whole catalog, but I said weeks ago, this the last episode until May 31st. I believe that's the last Tuesday of this month. I'm going on vacation, so I'm getting ready for that, getting prepared for that. Much, much needed vacation. I can't wait for it. I'll come back and tell you guys all about that. But just a quick reminder before I get things going, this episode, then I'm taking a two-week break, and I'll come back at the end of May. And like I said last week, I, I couldn't get too, too deep into it, but like I said last week, make a lot of new things going on with the podcast, a lot of new content coming. Um, get some guests coming up here throughout, you know what I'm saying, here and there. Chat with me, you know what I'm saying, get some things they want to get off their chest or whatever the case may be. Um, if you got beats, want to do drops if you got something something huh, something to promote uh, let me know man like with the youtube visuals a lot of different things are coming to play right now so i'm looking forward to it man thank everybody for the feedback man from the last episode once again shout out my boy dylan he joined me for the first part and yeah i said it time and time again man like just bear with me like even with this now just because i'm doing videos now doesn't mean that Oh, I'm comfortable now. Like, now I want to bring, like I said, bring in guests, get different opinions about different topics that I don't even touch on. Because sometimes I just want to sit back and, you know, sit back and relax and just listen to somebody else talk. Like, I've been putting in work on this podcast for a minute. So, I want to get the behind the scenes aspect. Y'all know I'm more behind the scenes guy. So, I want to get it to where, yo, if I want to take off but still have an episode, I can bring in a homeboy and a homegirl who can, like, Special guest host, you know what I'm saying? Talk about what they want to talk about, especially if it's like a slow news week or something like that. Bring them in, let them talk about what they want to talk about. I can work the boards, work the cameras, whatever the case may be, man. So just because I'm on YouTube now and doing this doesn't mean like, okay, I'm comfortable now. I'm going to let the work do it. You know what I'm saying? The work do what it do. But no, I want to learn more as I'm going, like learn more topics, bring in different people. And that just, if anything you take away from this podcast, man, just go for yours. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's podcast, the music, you want to be a doctor, lawyer, dentist, basketball player, whatever it is, man, you got to put in the work. You got to do the research. You know what I'm saying? Then by the time you get to your main goal, it doesn't even feel like you, I won't say you feel like you didn't accomplish nothing, but you're like, damn, okay, if I just stay focused, put in the work, do what I need to do, learn what I need to learn, it's going to come easy to you, man. So if you take anything away from my podcast journey or whatever the case may be, just put in the work. As Charlemagne said in his book, man, if you got to put the weed in the bag first, you know what I'm saying? Just because you're doing this doesn't mean, oh, I want to get a tattoo or something. And you say, oh, I can tattoo. I know how to draw real good. I can do I can do a tattoo for you. 
oh, okay, cool, you got any work I can see? Or, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about tattoos, so that's probably a bad example, but do you got any, like, uh, paintings or drawings, whatever the case may be, that you can show me? No, I don't got that. I can draw real good. You know, I did it a couple years ago, but, fam, you got to show me some work you did first before I can, you know what I'm saying, let you tap my body up. Or if you do hair or something, like, yo, do you know how to do locks? Can you do locks this long? Like, I got mine. This ain't like no... Pinchy, pinchy lots. I got lots, but can you show me some work that you done, the products you use? You gotta have a form of reference for people, man, to fully believe in you from the from the go. You know what I'm saying? We go believe in you, but if you don't show that you put in the work, you just want things to come to you. Sorry, but the world ain't made like that, man. The game ain't meant to be easy. When you playing Madden and 2K on easy mode, you like, fam, why do people play this game on easy mode? No, you gotta boost the difficulty level up. You know what I'm saying? Even with me, with this. Uh, video production, man. I wouldn't say I was scared to learn the equipment, but I was like, okay, learning the equipment, recording, uh, editing the right way, editing for YouTube, presenting it to the world. Like, it's different when I'm just talking. You can just listen to me talk. Now I'm presenting myself. I'm showing my face more. So you got to jump through the hurdles, man, to get to where you need to go. And if anything you take away from this podcast, man, just that. You know what I'm saying? Like, take the leap. Take the leap of faith. You never know what could happen, man. Your life can change in a moment. But once again, I just want to thank y'all for sticking with me throughout these past years, throughout all these episodes, man. Like I said last week, man, a lot, a lot, lot more to come. But this week, only one place we can really start, man. Um, first, the boy Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. And if you, you know what I'm saying, watch this on YouTube, you see I'm just trying to get things situated right now. But the boy Kendrick Lamar, man, this Weekend, this weekend, man, Mr. Morales and the bitch steppers is dropping. Now, y'all know throughout this podcast, throughout all these years, I've been talking about different artists, different albums, mixtapes, two packs, three packs, videos, whatever the case may be, from a wide range of artists, from R&B to uh, rap, of course. I'm trying to find a good time to drop my rock and roll playlist. I'm trying to find a good time to do that. Like That's been made, created a long time ago, but... I might just throw a random rock playlist out there one day. But through all that, y'all, I can truly say this album is the album I've been waiting for. Not only since I started this podcast, but just been waiting on. His last album, Damn, came out 2017. I'm not going to say I've been waiting five years for it. I probably, definitely 2020, 2019-ish, I'll say a good Two and a half years I've been waiting on a new Kendrick project Because I know he takes his time with projects already So from about 2019 to definitely 2020 I've been waiting on the Kendrick project Now we have it, Mr. Morales and the Bitch Steppers First, the rumor that it's supposed to be a double disc I'm not sure if it's, uh, if it's been approved or confirmed yet But it's a rumored two disc He posted a picture from his uh, Oklahoma website, him holding two CDs, master copy, and it's one says Steppers, the other one says Morale, and it's like he holding a book that says Mr. Morale and the Bitch Steppers, Kendrick Lamar. If it's a two-disc, man, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Oddly enough, in my group chat, we had a conversation the day before this came out. We had a conversation about Tupac albums. You know, just random group, group chat um, discussions, and everybody was saying how all Eyes on Me is the more popular one because it's the double disc, you know what I'm saying, strategy or go to death row. It was just odd being that, you know, everybody got the whole Kendrick Lamar, Tupac thing going on. It was just odd that the day before this came out, 
in the group chat. We was talking about the Tupac albums. But, like I said, his last solo album was 2017 with Damn. Do not forget, he posted the note or whatever you want to say, the memo to people, his fans, months ago, saying this is his last album on TDE. Not a bad breakup, of course. He's always TDE, just paperwork-wise now. He's not TDE. He got his own company, PG Lane. And even everybody from TDE saying, yo, it's all love. We still family. Like, that's what we wanted Kendrick to do. This is what our company is made for, for our artists to grow, not only as artists, but as human beings. And if he grows to the point where he wants to start his own company, we 100% backing him up. And that's how it's supposed to go, man. You hear so many stories about artists and the record record label owners and all that. When they split, it's a bad split. It's good to know that Kendrick Lamar, who's probably the flagship artist at TDE, when he wants to go a different direction, his company, TDE family, they all 100% behind him. And like I said, he always TDE. Like, he is TDE. It just paperwork-wise, it's going to be PG Lane now. He's starting his own thing. I believe it's him. Um, Dave Free. Dave Free, who directs a lot of TDE uh, music videos throughout the years, a lot of Kendrick Lamar videos throughout the years. And I believe Keem, Baby Keem, who's Kendrick's cousin, I think he's the only artist I know of right now. Of course, besides Kendrick. I think he's the only artist I know of right now that's on PG Lane. So, salute to Kendrick, man. Moving on, PG Lane. Supposed double album, which I know I got to get my expectations for it, man. And just to let the cat out the bag, I'm biased. But y'all know when I'm biased, I'm not going to say automatically, oh, it's a classic before it's dropped. I'm not that biased, but I'm biased, man. I mean, everybody got their favorites. I've been seeing y'all for the past four or five years with these Twitter posts, Facebook posts, and having conversations, Drake, Cole, Tyler, the creator, everybody, everybody has dropped within the uh, time span of 2017 to 2022. Everybody has dropped some Nas, Jay-Z, Kanye, Drake, Cole, everybody has dropped except Kendrick Lamar. So I feel like within a five year span, <laughs> if I let people get theirs off about their favorite artists, how many numbers they did, uh, the lyrics and the beefs and the music videos, I feel like now is a good time for me to just step out and just let y'all know. All oh, that shit been cool. It's been great to see. I've enjoyed it, clearly, because I started a podcast within the time frame. But now shit's about to get real. The, go- the boogeyman, as they like to call him, of the rap game is back. Kendrick Lamar. Mr. Morale, the bitch steppers. All right. <clears throat> now, where can I start with this? It's been a long hiatus. I said it already. Five years. It's been a long hiatus. So, yes, the pressure is on. He got to live up. Like I said, just because I'm biased doesn't mean I'm going to be blind to the fact. Yo, he got to come with it, y'all. Five years. And y'all know, I always say, every time I think Kendrick about to drop or I thought he was about to drop, y'all know my main thing. One, He's a human being, so of course, with all this going on in the world, he's going to have that. But my thing is, yo, Kendrick has taken some losses. I ain't even talking about his personal life. Just Nip, Matt Miller, Kobe Bryant, those three off rip. I'm like, yo, Kendrick got a lot to say. Just about Nip, Mac, and Kobe, you know what I'm saying, tragically passing away. I just feel like Kendrick got a lot to say about that alone. So now I'm not even talking about the record business and his personal life yet. I'm just speaking on the losses in the music game that he's taken since damn drop. So I think he's going to come with it. I got it in my 
clear mind that Kendrick is definitely gonna come with it. And for me, man, I know everybody thinking, yo, why, why is it, why is Kendrick that guy for me? Like y'all know, my five not on no lyrical miracle or no whatever. Five people when I get. 40, 50 years old, and my little cousins or my kids ask me, Dad, or hey, cuz, who was the five people you grew up listening to? It's always going to be Wayne, Gucci, Kendrick, Currency, and really that fifth spot is still out in the air. I can, I can throw Cole in there. I can throw Drake in there. I can throw Wiz in there. Uh, it's a lot of people I can throw in that fifth spot, but that four, those four, Gucci, Wayne, Kendrick, Currency, those are my four who I'm riding the dime for. You know what I'm saying? So, for me with Kendrick, man, he just checked all the boxes. For me, personally, he checked all the boxes. Lyrics, uh, albums, of course. I think albums is what ultimately put him up there for me above everyone else. His music videos, uh, just what he stand on, what he speak about. He don't be in no... Drama, no timeline, rumor, meals, nothing like that. He just beat it himself. And it was times in his career where he could have switched up. You know, after Good Kid, Mad City, he could have definitely switched up. After Pimper Butterfly, he could have went on his whole Kanye rant. You know what I'm saying? That really felt like he could have went on several rants after uh, to Pimper Butterfly. From the reaction they got to the content of the album, he could have went left at that. All the different situations with different artists taking shots at him, and he taking shots back and they don't respond. He could have spoke up about that, but he just stay cool, stay mild. Don't bother me. I won't bother you type situation. If you want to put it on record, we can put it on record. I mean, multiple times from the control verse with Bit Sean and Jay Electronica where they got everybody, all the rappers mad at him saying he was the king of this and king of that. And everybody came back at him and he still was unfazed. Uh, the Bit Sean situation in 2017 when Bit Sean was taking shots, and then Kendrick was like, All right, say Candyman, and you go see what happened. And you saw Bit Sean took his tail and went back with Janae Iko. Uh, I think it was 2013, 2014, BET Hip Hop Awards, where he did the cipher about Drake. Yeah, I got a sensitive rapper back in his pajamas, and like, let him leave me alone too. So we've seen Kendrick go up against a lot of people. It just, when the person come at him and he come back, person just be like, all right, I'm just relax because Kendrick is really Kendrick. And it just, that's what it is for me. Like, bro, just check all the boxes, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. He just check all the boxes. And just seeing this cryptic-ass picture he posted with <laughs> the two CDs, it's like, fam, you're just telling me, yo, I got so much to get off my mind. If it's a double disc. If it's a double disc. But if it's not a double disc, I'm just guessing it's going to be at least 20, 21 records on it, regardless. But just the fact that it might be a double disc gives me a lot of hope because it's a lot of things that Kendrick can get off his chest. And this is where we at now with his album, uh, Discography, if you ask me. Uh, if you go from Section 80, uh, Section 80 feels more like a, uh, I don't know what the correct term is, a prelude, the one that comes before. But it felt more like a right before Good Kid, Mad City, even though it technically is the album before Good Kid, Mad City, even the content, this is more like a, Session 80 feels more like a, okay, what do I see in the world? You know what I'm saying? I'm stepping out. What do I see in the world? And we got that content. Good Kid, Mad City. Okay, I told y'all what I'm what I'm seeing currently. Let me tell y'all a little bit about me, where I come from, how I was raised. I'm going to put the, my mom and my dad, the voice recordings, me and my homeboys, voice recordings. I'm giving y'all a full, my first full debut major label album. It's basically a story about 
my upbringing. A good kid in a mad city from Company, California at that. Not just a little bitty town you heard that was, you know what I'm saying, filled with crime and all that. I'm from a legendary city in California, Compton. My, uh, I'm signed to Dr. Dre from Compton, NWA. <laughs> you really couldn't miss with good kid Mad City, man, in my opinion. Then we go to Pimper Butterfly. Pimper Butterfly, basically how it feels to be black. That's the one he got a lot of heat on. I know a lot of people saying, oh, 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 Tyler, what's the, what is about to Pimper Butterfly you like? Fam, I grew up in a household my mom loved Snoop Dogg. So I grew up on that funk, Parliament Funkadelic. I grew up on that. So that his production on that alone what got me. Like these walls and, of course, All Right, King Kunta and all that, institutionalized, all that. You know what I'm saying? How much How much it costs, how much a dollar, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like all that is what really had me like, okay, this album. I see why people might not like it, but for me, it still checked all the boxes, man. I'm like, I'm going to separate myself from what's going on now and give y'all straight up black. You know what I'm saying? Straight up blackness. Untitled Unmastered. Yo, my rough draft's better than what y'all putting out. That's all Untitled Unmastered told me. Yo, my rough draft is better than this, what's going on now. Damn, more of the, I guess the more you say, want to say mainstream, but he's still giving you the realness. Like, yo, this, this is just too easy for me right now. This is too easy for me right now. I'm going to drop down, and I'm going to leave. I'm going to hiatus for five years. It's just too easy for me right now. And speaking of damn, I want to say damn, was right before the streaming boom. I know views, Drake views, Kanye, Pimp, uh, not Pimp, but Kanye, uh, Life of Pablo. Those were like albums where okay, we seeing what this streaming thing is about. But honestly, for me, I don't think I really start paying attention to like what is a stream, how much a stream worth until I mean, it's gonna sound wild, but when Cardi B, uh, Bodak Yellow came out, that's when I was thinking about. That's when I start hearing more about yo her streams. This one song counted for such and such for her album. So when her album released, it was already like gold or something like that because of Bodak Yellow stream. So I want to say Cardi B Bodak Yellow when the first time I start seeing stuff about streams and how it counts to your albums like that. You know what I'm saying? So this album for Kendrick because he's gonna play the game. I mean it's a streaming game we in now. So. For a double album, <laughs> he knows what that's about to do. Like, fam, we've been waiting on you for five years, so you can drop a three-pack, and it's going to sell. You can drop a regular album, it's going to sell. So now you tell him you're about to drop, possibly drop a double album. Yeah, he playing the game in that aspect, but it is what it is. They call you the boogeyman for a reason, so I'm not mad at that. So, like I said, throughout all these five years, I've been seeing y'all posting these streams, how much this artist is streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, how many records they breaking. That's cool. Kendrick about to shut all that down with possibly a double album. Even if it's not a double album, I think he's going to still do crazy, crazy record-breaking streaming numbers. But I know how I feel about the streaming. Sometimes I feel like, in, you know what I'm saying, turn the blind eyes of what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? If you're really asking me, Streaming's cool, but you really don't know who's really moving out here until you go like to their shows or they selling merch or something like that. That's really all you can really go off on because everybody got an opinion about music, man. I mean, you can like it, love it. It's not for you, whatever the case may be. But for the artists, I do think the social media game and the uh, streaming game has kind of made like a blind eye to see who's really out here moving and shaking. You know, so just because you dress nice doesn't mean you 
really got, you know what I'm saying, a, a chokehold on the game, like, you know what I'm saying, your Instagram or whatever, making the seams. Uh, but back to Kendrick, I'm expecting different flows on this album. It's, it's just ridiculous how crazy Burke can really get on this album, man. Like, I haven't discussed no five-year wait for an album ever. <laughs> like, I think it's, I think two might have been the longest I've been like, yo, okay, bro, time for an album. But five years, like I said, Kendrick, I've been waiting for about two and a half, but it's been five years since he dropped the album. So I can only imagine different type of bads, bro, about to get in with this um, flows and how he raps and how he changes voices up. And it's about to be ridiculous, man. It's really about to be ridiculous. Whenever he, well, he is dropping, but whenever he announced a tour, I'm definitely going to try to make it. You know, I saw him once in 2018 when the whole TDE came to Atlanta. And speaking of that, um, Lil Baby and Chris Brown going on tour, they coming to Atlanta. Why is that at the Lakewood Amphitheater? I definitely thought that would be like a State Farm Arena. I mean, Chris Brown alone could probably sell out State Farm Arena. Then you throw Lil Baby in there. I mean, that's a certified State Farm Arena show. I don't know why it's at the Lakewood Amphitheater, but it is what it is on that part, but – Whenever Kendrick comes, I'm definitely going to uh, try to hit his tour up. And like I said, man, I just feel like this is just a reclaiming my throne type of situation he's about to be in with this album, man. I mean, <laughs> it, it's been a long time. I mean, he dropped features here and there, but we know what's about to happen, man. We know what's about to happen. I believe this whole two-album, double-disc thing just make it a lot more scarier for everybody because – like I said last week, man, it's at a point now in music where you listen to an album and you really, really like it, you start to, like, like negate your own thoughts. You're like, wait a minute, okay, this album is very, very good. But am I tripping or is this album very, very good? So you have those moments. So I think Kendrick, uh, like I said, I'm biased, but I'm listening to it like I listen to everything else. Like, if it's not up to what I wanted, I'm going to come back and say it. If it's everything I wanted, I'm going to come back and say it. And uh, if it's in the middle, I'm going to come back and say it. Like I said, I'm going to have two weeks to really listen to it before I come back. Like I said, I got a two-week break. But all in all, I think kids are going to deliver, man. I think he's going to deliver. The only thing I'm really trying to really get a feel of is what the production going to be like. If I can take a guess, y'all know me. I think I think we're going to get at least one Alchemist beat. <laughs> I think we'll get at least one Alchemist beat. Of course, Soundwave. Soundwave is like the in-house TDE producer. He's all on Kend all on Kendrick's whole discography, so I'm sure Soundwave is going to be uh, be on there. And the only other guest I can really do is uh, James Fauntleroy. I just feel like he's going to be on there somewhere. Probably Thundercat too. You know what I'm saying? It's a possibility, but those are like the only three, four people I can really think of. I'm like, okay, for sure, Soundwave. It's Soundwave for sure. James Fauntleroy probably is a go-to. Alchemist did post when Kendrick announced he's, you know, his album announcement. Alchemist did repost it on his Instagram, so I'm thinking Alchemist probably going to be on there. Features, I'm not sure. Personally, I would love for it just to be just Kendrick, but who knows? But features, there's no telling. I mean, Damn had what, U2 on there? U2, Rihanna. Like, Damn had a couple features, but for this one, I'm not sure. Like, King probably be baby King probably be on there, but out other than that, I really don't know. And it's poss possibly this possibly can be a way for Kendrick to uh introduce some PG Lane artists that he has and producers. So we shall see on that. But 
all in all, man, this weekend, finally, y'all, finally, finally, this weekend we have it. Kendrick Lamar's, do- uh, not doctor, Mr. Morale and the Bitch Steppers. Possible double disc. I'm recording this at a time where we haven't got it confirmed yet, but if it is, I'll be ecstatic. But I'm just happy we finally getting some Kendrick, man. It's been a minute. I've been waiting. I've been patiently waiting, man. Like I said, seeing everybody tweet about their favorite, favorite artists has been like, okay, cool. Like, my people been dropping. Like I said, my people been, people I listen to been feeding me, but this is the one I've been waiting on, especially since I started this podcast. This is the one I've been waiting on. So I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. I can't wait to see what Kendra do, man. Welcome back. So another project. I told you I was going to check out Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. A project I wouldn't say I've been waiting on or nothing like that. Like I told y'all, yo, people just been telling me in my ear, yo, you check Jack Harlow out, check Jack Harlow out. Been seeing him on social media throughout the past year and a half, I'll say. And when you got albums just dropping week by week, like we finally back in the good little groove when it comes to albums dropping. Like we had Pusha T drop, we had Future drop. Jack Harlow dropped this week. Like I said, Kendra dropped this week. It's like, okay, cool. Why why neglect Jack Harlow when people have been telling me, yo, you should probably check him out. You might, you know what I'm saying? You might like it. So decided to give it a shot. Come home, the kids miss you. 15 records, about 45 minutes long. Uh, my first overall thought about the album, I'm going to get the negative out the way first. The negative is, it's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? But that's the only negative I got that is not for me. But he's filling the void that I've been asking about for a couple years now. This is a very, very female-friendly album. It's something to where, okay, you having to get together, you're playing the Futures, you're playing the 2 Chains, you're playing the whoever, you can play every, you know, play all that. And you just need something. It's like, okay, you got, it's like in the lane of like how Blast do it. Like it's very female-friendly. And I've been asking about that. I don't personally have to like it because it's not for me clearly, but it's a very female-friendly album, and for me personally, if the females like it, <laughs> I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm going to wake up or drive around and play it and listen to it again, but the women like it, hey, cool. I ain't gonna, If somebody put it on, I'm not going to be like, yo, turn it off if it's some women around, but it's just not for me. But I totally get what he's doing, and that's kind of the only, the only, the only thing about this album. I feel like he really dropped the ball at what's the Drake, the Drake song, Churchill Downs, right? And I say that because this. I'm listening to the album. This is my first time ever outside of one or two features ever listening to Jack Harlow. So I may be totally wrong, and his fans probably hit me like, yo, you all wrong about this. But this is my first time listening to him, so this the this the gist I got from his music. Female friendly. I'm not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not for me. And I do want to say, 2019, I was on this, I was cool with everybody saying in 2019, yo, the, the R&B, not the R&B, but the uh, female rappers or killing the male rappers. I wasn't mad at that. I mean, we had Meg come out. We had like a lot of uh, female hip-hop artists come out in 2019. But now, I'm not on that wave no more. Like, y'all can't trick me. Like, I understand what was going on, but hey, I'm going to be real, man. Like, that's not the case no more. Because a couple weeks ago, Coachella happened. I saw all the women on all my timelines, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all my timelines. Yo, Meg, new song. Got a Lil' Kim vibe to it. I think it's called Plan B. 
all the women reposting it. Yo, I can't wait till Med dropped this. I'm going to learn all the words. It's going to be the summer anthem. Well, Med dropped it, and I haven't heard a peep about that song since. Like, I don't know what's going on, man, when it comes to that lane, but I'm, that's one thing about this Jack Harlow album that I said I like. Like, it's a very female-friendly album. It's not. It might not be for me, but if the women like it, cool. So, while I listened to this album, by the time I got to side piece, I was like, okay, bro, talking heavy, heavy to the females. They ain't like on no calling them out their name or nothing. So, I'm like, okay, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not for me. I'm listening to it just because people tell me to listen to it. So, I'm like, okay, cool. I see what he got. So, I get to the Drake, Drake song. And keep in mind, this Drake verse had leaked weeks ago. So, I was like, okay, it's still the same song. If I'm Jack Harlow, with the momentum I got right now, Social media and you on you at the NBA game and the referees talking about you at the Met Gala, all the women, all the all the Spanish women, uh, the black queens, they yo this white dude Jack Harlow, whoop de whoop. If I'm Jack Harlow, I respect him for getting on a record with Drake and rapping. I respect that. I you gotta salute that. You know, what I'm I salute everything about it. It's just not for me, but I gotta salute him getting on the track rapping with Drake on that type of production. I got to salute him. But if I'm Jack Harlow, I'm going to Drake, and I'm saying, hey, man, we don't got to copy it, but let's do that thing you and Chris Brown did on No Guidance a couple years ago. If I'm Jack Harlow, that's the lane I'm going to if I got a Drake feature. Yeah, we can rap. I can throw it out. You know what I'm saying? If it leaked, cool, but we got another one in the took where we about to set the summer on fire. And this whole album, I'm like, yo, he got very female-friendly songs, so why the song with Drake you want to come on and rap? When you know what Drake can do when it comes to summertime uh, anthems. We just saw a couple years ago with No Guidance. Now, clearly, that's Chris Brown, Drake. We know that. You know, <laughs> clearly, with their history and all that. Like, I said it on the podcast. When that video dropped, it took me a minute to really realize, like, damn, like, these boys never did a video together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, Drake and Chris Brown never did a video together that I know of before No Guidance. So, we know what No Guidance did. I went to Farley's. The dude, the DJ played No Guidance probably 10 times within the span of 30 minutes. When there was No Guidance, was No Guidance at his peak. The DJ at Follies played that shit about 10 times within 30 minutes. So we know what No Guidance did. So I'm like, yo, if I'm Jack Harlow, cool, me and Drake, y'all went on like a beach, a private beach, vacation, whatever together. Y'all got a girl record in there somewhere, dog. Y'all got a girl record. And if I was him, I would throw that, throw that shit right on the album. With a whole album being female friendly like this, me and Drake, we dropping a female friendly album. You best believe, I mean, a female friendly record. You best believe that. That's really my only knock on the album. The one, that's the one knock I got. Like I said, the records were cool, but it's just not for me. Like I appreciate everybody recommending it, but it's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't really the content. It just, it's just not for me. Like I ain't mad at it. If it's if the women love it, cool. It just in that ballpark. Like if he come back, if he come back in August with an alchemist beat or something like that, maybe, but it's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I appreciate everybody, you know what I'm saying, recommending it. Like I didn't skip. Like I listened to it. Like it was a it was a good listen, but I don't know if it's something I'ma run to, you know what I'm saying, on my daily basis or nothing like that. But the one knock, I will say, Churchill Downs featuring Drake, and he was like it was it was a cool song, but Yo, that definitely could have been like the summertime, you know what I'm saying? Like 
first time in a couple of years we really get to be outside, outside. Like I said it weeks ago. I'm, I'm waiting for the summer anthem. I don't care if it's mainstream, underground, whatever. I'm waiting for the summer anthem, man. I felt like this that was a been that was a good time for him to be like, okay, this gonna be the one. You got first class, you got nail tech, but this song with Drake, yeah, the girls about to they about to love this one. And I feel like that's where I was like, ooh, he would have came with something like a no guidance. Oh my god, if he would have did that, I, that would have held the album down for me the whole time for real, for real. But. Salute to everybody who did recommend it, man. I mean, like I said, for me personally, y'all know I'm underground. I'm, I'm like the last of a dying breed when it comes to music. I'm underground. But uh, this album, I mean, it's cool to put on when you got like a little function going on. I will say that. And that's why I'm like, okay, it, it, it'll serve its purpose. I'm sure it's going to do numbers and all that good stuff. But for me personally, I'm cool with it. I listened to it. I told y'all I'd go listen to it. I listened to it. You know what I'm saying? And what I got from it is, yo, that Drake record should have been the one. It was cool because he's rapping with Drake, but that one should have been the one. That one should have been the one. Like, everybody like, yo, y'all heard that Jack Harlow Drake shit? Like, hey, that shit probably, that shit kind of hype. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like he probably dropped the ball there, but shit, they went on a vacation together. So, I'm sure somewhere in that photo, I mean, in that folder, that music folder, him and Drake got a record that is going to be like, okay, this the one you should have had on the album, but. Y'all haven't already, man. Check it out, man. Come home. The kids miss you, Jack Harlow. Uh, we'll see how he does, man. I mean, it's really like he's probably like he's coming out album, I'll say. Uh, people been talking about it for like a past, like I said, year, year and a half or whatever. But he's comfortable right now. I mean, I'm sure with the analytics and all that, he could do like a college tour. That I mean, if I'm him, that's what I'm doing. I'm going straight to the college campuses right when they open back up. Because this is definitely like a frat row type of album. You know what I'm saying? It puts me in the mind of how we was for um, Travis Porter some years ago. That That's definitely what it kind of reminds me of, man. Hold on, hold on. That what it kind of reminds me of. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, when we had that era, I called it the Molly era. I wasn't on Molly, though, but it was the Molly era when everybody in the music was talking about Molly. That 2010 to 2012 era when kickbacks was kickbacks. When you played... All the future, all the two chains, all the beats produced by Mike Will. And you like, yo, man, it's too many women in here to be playing all this trap. Even though they like the trap music, they want some Travis Porter or something like that. Something that you know the female is gonna like. This is what it kind of reminds me of. If I'm being 100, it's kind of what it reminds me of. Something like, you're like, okay, there's too many women in here to be playing all this boom bap and all this trap music. Just throwing something they'll enjoy. Throwing some blast, then throwing some Jack Harlow. Those two, the only two I can really think of making like this female friendly music that I can really think of male artist wise. If I'm missing somebody, please let me know. But that's what this kind of reminds me of. Like I can definitely see him going on like a college campus tour. That's what I'd do if I was his team. Like I understand the arenas and the amphitheaters, but yo, let's do like a little slow burn. Let's go to the college campuses real quick. Let's get these little twenty thousand, thirty thousand, thirty thousand dollar bags for these college tours, whatever the case may be, and. Let's work that first. Let's go to our target audience first. That's what it is. I'm not his target audience. Let's go to your target audience first. Then let's move around. You know what I'm saying? And watch what he does, too. Like, watch what Jack Harlow does, too. And they waiting on him. They waiting on him to slip up. <laughs> you know what I'm don't be, don't be blind to the fact. They waiting on him to slip up. You know what I'm saying? But all in all, man, check it out. 
Jack Harlow come home, the kids miss you. About 45 minutes, 15 records, man. It's going to serve its purpose, man, throughout, throughout the summer. Like I, like I said, if you put it on, I ain't going to be like, yo, turn that shit off. It ain't that. It's just not for me. I'm not his target audience. But he got a bright future, man. He got a bright future. That's definitely what I can say about him. So before I get up out of here, just a quick update with the NBA playoffs. The chart you see right now for my YouTube viewers, the chart you see right now, it's kind of off. I did it kind of early, but for the first game, sticking with the East right now, Miami and Philadelphia at the time, I'm recording this, Philadelphia was able to get one on the board, but Miami still leads two to one. Joel Embiid came back game three in Philly. Didn't have a great game, but like they said, man, you don't have a great game, but as long as your presence is felt, you could probably make something happen. Maxi, man, I spoke on him weeks ago. Maxi definitely came through for Philly. James Harden got to do better, but at the time, I always said that, though. I said, I said, yo, if James Harden don't do what he need to do, Maxi can definitely step up, and that's what he did. Seven of 11, uh, five for six from three point, 21 points. Danny Green stepped up, seven for nine from three, 21 points. I said James Harden, man, he got to do better. Four for 11, one for seven from uh, three points, 17 points. Joel Embiid, five for 12, 11 rebounds, 18 points. So they did what they needed to do. Jimmy Butler, man, Jimmy Butler, he was a dog. Could be more efficient, though, man. 12 for 22, 1 for 5 for 3, but he had 33 points. He just didn't have any help. Tyler Hero put in 14 points, but he was from 5 for 15 shooting, 2 for 7 from 3. But Jimmy Butler didn't have any help game 3 in Philadelphia. Was able to get the victory, 99 to 79. So they was able to put one on the board. So let's see, man. Like I said, when you go to home court, like they said, when the uh, – what's the phrase – the series doesn't start until the home team loses one, and the home team have yet to uh, lose one. So we'll see how that uh, play out. Uh, also, uh, Boston and Milwaukee, they play tonight, actually. So this series is still tied one-to-one right now. Uh, Chris Middleton still out. A couple of injuries, a couple, uh, couple people banged up. But they tied one-to-one right now in the West Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas was able to get one on the board last night against Phoenix. And tonight we also have Golden State versus Memphis. That series is tied up one-on-one as well. So I'm just keeping y'all updated real quick. Nothing to go deep into right now. You know what I'm saying? We in the second round, the conference semifinals right now. So just giving y'all an update, man. So like I said, with the East at the time, the East Miami is up in that series two to one. At the moment, Milwaukee up on Boston, one-to-one. Phoenix is up on Dallas, two-to-one. And Golden State and Memphis are tied right now, one-to-one. 